0: Oh
1: <clears throat> Mic check. <laughs> super awkward fun cast. You're listening to the super awkward fun cast with my bad voice live. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, that happened. (laughs) So I sent an invite to my guest. And there she is. There she is. She has joined us. Here is the lovely and wonderful uh, AM Wake Up crew member, researcher, and extraordinaire of news and shit we don't like to talk about, but we get to talk about sometimes on podcasts, and that is Shelley Olmsted. Welcome.
2: Hi. Hi. Going for a second. How you doing? How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Same shit, different day. (laughs)
1: um so that was my awkward super awkward intro (laughs) of the theme song which i did live um it sounded better in the bathroom but it always does doesn't it (laughs) i should have just gone to the bathroom for a moment and then come back (laughs) that's always the move (laughs) anywho i haven't done this in a minute um Thanks for joining us for this show. Somebody and, uh, I'm doing a live because it's easier to have a guest on. So, yep, that's happening. And, um, just to, to intro Shelly is doing her own podcast and I was on the first episode, so that was really fun. And, um, now she's in the sphere, and she's doing her thing. And I'm trying to support her as best I can. Sometimes I have to watch the re watch, listen to the replay. But it is what it is. And I still get it done. So and then I work on my Spanish while I'm listening. So
2: (laughs) Well, I'm still trying to get used to it. So (laughs) I'm glad anybody listens. (laughs) I
1: that's, that is still how I feel like I see the count. And I'm like, that's great. If one person listens to this thing, I've done enough. I've also if
2: I'm having fun, who gives a shit, right? If we're having fun. And I there was a couple of times that like, two people called in and I have pretty interesting conversations. There are people that like, I don't agree with on some points, but I it was it was, uh, I think it was a useful, you know, conversation between people indeed
1: we have some conversations tonight to get to and it's gonna be a lot. i was i was gonna do a whole uh wef special kind of thing so that won't be this but we'll talk about wef because it is relevant because um davos happened a couple weeks ago it feels like a couple weeks ago um it was a couple of weeks ago, okay good the sixteenth so when I came back to- she- to he Hele- Helle, i um uh, I ran into the Davos situation so I started like covering that every day or like listening to what was going on and watching what was going on and we got a new weffer and that is uh Idris Alba, so that's fun. I enjoyed him and uh, Luther back in the day and um he was also in that show the wire that happened and he was also on a few episodes of of the office so um from that to to wef go on i guess and all because of his wife because his wife is involved with the un or whatever see
2: that's disappointing like i like him he's such a good actor and he seems like such a nice guy and it's just like it's disappointing but not unexpected you know, yeah. at this point, but it's just like, man, you you'd probably be really cool if you weren't doing this shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was embarrassing watching him like just throw himself at their mercy and be like, "Hey, I believe in this. I believe in that." Uh, climb, you know the the fucking virtue signaling that they do. All these carbon carbon initiative poverty. Oh, these people really care about poverty they're not contributing to it at all no and they're not doing anything bad in ukraine that they like explained to
2: multiple times how they're helping (laughs) yeah i mean history's not repeating or anything in ukraine or anything (laughs) no of course not that's totally something new that we've never experienced before <clears throat>
1: that reminds <laughs> me i have i have a clip from the the closing remarks cuz that's all we're going to cover <laughs> well which will give you an idea of what they had you know they went over and everything what they went over there is their uh, master plan is, yeah basically it's telling you that um in so many ways this is with um, borga or i don't know how i think it's pronounced that cuz they say it that way so fine uh borga Borga saying this stuff at the end, but Christina Yajorjova or whatever the fuck her name is, she said something interesting too. So I wanted to highlight that as well. So if I go back to that, perfecto, perfecto. Get your language right. Uh, I'm on my tablet. Um, Okay, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) that's always what i say when they start talking in the on the twitter it's one of those you know live stream things that they did on twitter so i have to oh twitter spaces it's not a space thankfully thankfully i can't oh (laughs) it's just a regular what do you call it like it's like periscope or some shit i don't know what they do
2: it's just basically a call in live stream
1: yeah, it's basically
2: that nothing yeah. special about it. You know, uh,
1: this, this place doesn't it, <laughs> does it. There's other places to do it. Literally all of us do it.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: I mean, I not special. It. I don't really know how, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. Am I gonna have to, I guess I have to, if I have to listen to this dude again, they're making me log in again. Are you kidding? Why? Why fucker? I hate this. <laughs> Remember my shit, why? <laughs> it's because cybersecurity, which is another uh, thing that they talked about. We just gotta all worry about the bots.
2: <laughs> What's with the bots? <laughs> I mean, I know. I know plenty of bots, but you know they're like the living biological type. <laughs> you know, a lot of people that are bots. <laughs> I mean they
1: might as well be a lot of people might as well be the way that they don't really have a mind of their own. yeah <coughs>
2: The account being is already haunted.
1: To... No shit, you, you fucker.
2: Can, you can blame yeah. like uh <laughs> generations of uh propaganda um people being bots. Exactly. Like, you know. It, it, you know, you got epigenetics and stuff. I mean, that counts for something.
1: Okay, it looks like it's working now. It's not being a total piece of shit. I bet it's Elon trying to help his friends.
2: Oh, probably. We'll get to him in a minute.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Did I watch this whole thing or something? I guess I did. Shit. I had nothing better to do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so annoying. <laughs> no, she says a whole bunch of stupid shit, this part. Don't they all? Uh, maybe she doesn't. Never mind. No. All right, we'll just start here. I don't know what this dialogue
3: on investing in infrastructure for resilience and clearly made it and underlined that the cost of inaction when it comes to resilience far exceeds the cost of action. What is USAID announced its uh, new 50 million private sector engagement fund to support socially responsible practices and business operations and supply chains. And we work to make, we work to make global trade systems stronger and more equitable because it's a lunchpin for growth and resilience. More than 50 countries Launched a coalition of trade ministers on climate this week to drive inclusive corporations oh, trade ministers.
1: Shut up for and- a second. Okay, that reminds me all these motherfuckers, like went to Switzerland to hang out and like pretend that they gave a shit about the environment while, oh, yeah, on private jets and shit. like,
2: <laughs> yeah, and then they spend okay. the money
1: on those private jets to talk about poverty. <laughs> And then when they're not, sp- the the money they're not spending on the private jets they use for the prostitutes, allegedly,
3: so.
2: Oh, yeah. Allegedly.
3: In <laughs> Yeah, totally, allegedly. Response to climate change. Looking at and you, the Al Gore. Partnership was formed between the UAE and the forum Alleged. to accelerate trade tech solutions for commerce. We also for- saw the first indigenous led discussion in davos on securing better trade outcomes for indigenous peoples we also double down on accelerating climate action the first movers coalition this coalition that we formed the president biden in the run-up to hey. glasgow where you use the purchasing powers of the big companies in the world to green their supply chain has no ground form 35 companies to 70 companies, and we added Canada and the UAE as garment partners. We also saw a new forum initiative related to forum chief sustainability leaders community. It was launched, and 60 CSOs came together to further action on sustainability and transformation.
1: He's rivaling Klaus with this beautiful
3: accent. I mean, I can't
2: oh yeah i was about to mention something like i can't like when people the are talking about of this West, stuff by the way sorry yeah when, when <laughs> people ahead. are like talking about this kind of stuff in, in like a <laughs> german or east european accent i can't take them seriously they sound like a bomb supervillain
1: partnership
3: <laughs> with the government of indonesia Garments. to support his ambition to scale it. blue carbon restoration and
1: blue carbon conservation efforts I want green
3: and, uh, one trillion tree organization tree one as you know welcome two additional pledges taking the initiative to over 80 companies initiative. committing more than seven billion trees in over 65 countries in they care about
1: years. trees that's why blackrock is a hard. part of this organization blackrock really cares about trees
3: mm-hmm. To see progress on the current energy and food crisis, and you initiative they care about that too. Gaia, giving to amplify Earth action will leverage philanthropic capital
1: to help philanthropic. generate
3: the three trillion three trillion needed each year for public and private sources to tackle climate change. You know what? At
1: this point, and- just use your native language. You know what I mean? And just
2: do like subtitles. Like what? Yeah, Have like you- a translator
3: there's translators
2: for like the UN and stuff like they have them for the prime ministers that come
1: on from like fucking China and or uh, the president in China and then like the Japanese guy and then the fucking South Korean dude
3: and nature losses nine leading industrial clusters in China Indonesia Japan hey China and the US have joined the forums transitioning industrial oh, clusters towards one. net zero initiative to help industry reduce emissions i'm going
1: to start saying this battery
3: alliance <laughs> launched a proof of concept for its battery passport
1: oh to help that facility <laughs> i gotta talk about that okay there's a preview of my uh live episode of the the podcast on the youtube which is visual we got it look at that battery passport thing, because I saw that today in the agenda, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting.
3: ...the rapid scaling of sustainable, circular, responsible battery value chains. Important steps have also been taken to support global public health. 39 oh, organizations yeah. this week signed Global Health Equity Network Zero Health Gaps Pledge, and committed to take concerted action to advance health and equity globally. The World Economic Forum also launched its first thematic center on healthcare and life sciences in Talangana, India.
1: Yay, India.
3: As leaders, we grapple to address the complexities and interconnected challenges when it comes to innovation and technologies, and we took initiatives also in this field. The forum unveiled a new center for trustworthy technology in Austin, Texas, to promote responsible production and use of emerging technologies, such as AI, machine learning, blockchain, virtual reality and quantum computing. All the things. The new global (laughs) cybersecurity outlook report that was presented provided a roadmap for leaders as they grapple with new Cybersecurity
4: threats. Ten water-focused entrepreneurs
3: were chosen winners of the forum's Global Freshwater Innovation Challenge for their solutions to improve freshwater le- resilience in the face of climate change and restore water quality around the world. And the Schwab Foundation from this platform for social entrepreneurs awarded 16 organizations for their innovation approach and potential for global what? impact, joining a community of four hundred and thirty five innovators operating in 190 different countries. Congratulations to the chairperson Hilda Herr Trump.
1: That's his wife
3: has the panel also touched and on the mother of a sad Ukraine, Also um, there's Ukraine is one of the big <laughs> big challenges such a of challenge. Our time. And we also paid attention to the war during this week, and leaders discussed-
1: It's so nice of you to pay attention to the war. Like,
2: there aren't wars
1: all over the
3: place. Much... refugees based... What's up?
2: <laughs> oh, like, there aren't What's wars that? in
3: other places
2: right now. Yeah, this is the one they're like, paying attention to. Yeah, that's the only war- wor- important war going on like there's not anything going on in the middle east no, there's or there's like, else that's what she said in the world like,
1: <clears throat> i gotta get that part where she says that um she basically says like this is the only war that's uh that i've like seen like yemen is it a thing <laughs>
2: i was like bitch
1: where you been <laughs> the first war we've ever seen yeah in europe for a while because there's white small. people there yeah, right.
3: from the Forum's Refugee Employment and Employability Initiative. And the Forum continues to support the dialogue between private sector leaders and Ukraine's political leadership to support reconstruction efforts. And uh, Kristalina, you were also at the CEOs for Ukraine Initiative meeting again. It was 70 CEOs in the room with the First Lady and ministers, really looking at hope we can support hope. also to avoid a total humanitarian catastrophe unfolding in ukraine
1: george that's bit. and we
3: work to unlock progress in different conflicts ero- uh, areas in the world in the middle east we continued oh yeah the middle east
1: too let's not forget about that <laughs>
3: reconciliation uh, between israelis and palestinians oh yeah that uh, part. this uh, initiative that we have worked on for many years, How's that and going? private sector Palestinian and Israeli leaders today came together this morning and endorsed the communique, reinforcing their commitment to supporting the Palestinian economy. And we brought leaders together to strengthen the dialogue in the Western Balkans and to address the political crisis in Myanmar. We also accelerated efforts to strengthen regional collaboration. The forum convened global business leaders for the third meeting of the forums friends of the African continental free trade area and agreement oh, for strengthening implementation of this agreement if successfully implemented it can create 30 to 40 million new jobs in the coming years in Africa
2: big if true what so- Ch- child labor
0: our
3: community in of the young leaders has been working together to forge solutions also this week. And uh, more locally, it is also great to see that we'll have a global. It
1: sounded like he said force solutions, and I just assume that's what he said.
2: It force probably solutions. is. You never know.
1: <laughs> shapers, shop, you uh, nothing about surprises so me with these people.
3: Oh, the global shapers. Uh, the global four, shapers. I think some of you are here in the room today, too. So, the global shapers. I can't
2: do that so. yeah they so act like, know, like uh people can't I take know, care of themselves the list, what <laughs> they act like normal people can't take care of themselves like they need like these rich overlords yes and, like act like you know everything when you they don't it. like it's they true. don't they don't understand what the daily struggle is with the average person no they only see dollar signs is what i'm yeah from and they power. keep talking
1: about all these fucking amounts of money. Every fucking conference, every panel they have, it's like money, money, money. It'll
2: because it's economic it of the power too. It's the World Economic
1: Forum. It's not like the yeah. World oh, yeah. Forum, whatever the fuck. We're talking about how to save the world. No, no, no. We're talking about how to shape the world. There's a difference.
2: Oh, God, yeah.
3: Very proud of it. You also show that this has been a working meeting where we have rolled up our sleeves. Finally, they, they rolled up their sleeves with Accenture <laughs> and Microsoft unveiled a working prototype of the global collaborative Microsoft. collaboration oh, Village, hell no. A purpose-driven metaverse where our metaverse can convene to action on the world's most pressing challenges. The metaverse is
2: a joke. Nobody takes it seriously.
3: on such a positive note with uh, positive. so much energy. I hope it fuels our actions and ambitions in the year ahead, because in an uncertain and challenging time, one thing is clear. We can shape a more resilient, sustainable, and equitable future. But the only way to do so is (laughs) together. Thank you.
1: Oh, yes. All in this together. (laughs) Just us, not you. Oh, then they got the little video doing what they show what they did, you know.
5: We see rising inflation. We see energy being used as a weapon. We see we threats did that. of trade wars and the return of confrontational geopolitics. Зараді загроза обвалу того життя, до
6: якого звикли люди в світі. Яким може бути життя у світі, якщо буде дозволено бити станків по атомним станціям?
7: Tragedies are outpacing life. Tyranny is outpacing democracy. <laughs> Every democratic nation This
5: bitch.
7: It's
1: fuck off. Santa. I'll this. talk about Santa in a
8: our second. The
1: world has never ever witnessed an energy crisis of this depth and of this complexity. Inflation, by all accounts, however you look at it, is way too high. This year is going to be
7: Yeah, but point. why? We will see the effects of monetary policy tightening, and this is generating a cost-of-living crisis. And it's not a short-term cost-of-living crisis, a long-term inequality crisis. That guy's from Unilever. Well, it's not, like the have it's, you do. <laughs> it's not like the IMF doesn't have anything, anything
2: to do. It's not like the IMF doesn't have anything to do with the crisis or anything.
3: The-
2: What's that? It's not like the IMF has anything to do with the inequality crisis or anything. No, you know course they, not. It's, no. it, they don't use mob tactics in small do countries. <laughs> no, no, no. no. They keep it's, trying it's all
1: to the... Save the world, and the world keeps me like, "Fuck you." No, sorry. <laughs> it's the... It's, a, it's the world's fault. It's not theirs. Yeah, they're trying. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: We understand That's the Chinese the guy. Well, one of them. Come from
1: this Idris!
0: The to from
1: Idris Elba.
2: I needed to hear from Idris
1: Elba about is that. This
3: another way you can trade, and <laughs> the world. The commitment to limit global temperature rise to 1.5 degrees the from the UN. Going up in smoke. We are headed to a 2.8 degree increase. And for many
7: it will mean a death sentence it is now a death sentence that
0: the so olaf amazing. schultz when we love
1: him from germany
0: when you look Great at guy. the distribution of the green skills around the world so much needs to happen in the global that self. dude's from linkedin not investing nearly enough and it's no good for us
7: to say we don't have any money because we are the only people who do have any <laughs> we need
3: to financial times to developing countries. I do that we need to de-risk those investments. No government has enough money John to make transition as fast as we need it. In the end, it's going to be private sector investment.
5: There is capital, but the pace need to increase dramatically. We have to educate our shareholders capital. to understand that Capitalism. rewarding our leaders for behaviors that are not just by the bottom line. It's essential that non-financial targets and ambitions and goals actually get audited. Because trust is what is most needed at this point. We,
1: we don't trust any of these motherfuckers. That's be the problem. Of the to be of
7: the we have a long way to go when it comes to meaningful participation and decision making. Ah, we gotta leave
1: on Klaus. Just leave him. Just, just leave him and, and you know, cut his mic a little bit and you know fade him out that's good
2: I'm sure he's on his way out I mean Cooperation he's pretty friend, right? right?
1: <clears throat> yeah maybe Hilda will come step in that'd be great
2: come on in Hilda problem is the people that are replacing you know these leaders like look at Jacinda from New Zealand whatever her last name is she's leaving but the person coming in and replace her is even worse so it's like <laughs> of course so this leads to lead
1: me to Iraq. This sorry, wrong country. Damn. Um <laughs> this leads me to U- Ukraine. <laughs> that was a Fordian slip. I apologize. Um, damn. So this is Russia's Iraq, as they say. So <laughs> um so basically it's in the you know What happened was, I should go back to that. Okay, so let's go in order, Elle. Uh, Let's go to this NBC clip. This is uh, the news of what is coming out of WEF. So WEF happened, and then a few days later, this happens. It's not connected or anything, even though they have a relationship with the Biden administration. That's nothing to, just don't think about it. Here we go.
0: Oh God, Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, including one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended to set
1: Nazis because Italian. it will
0: enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world, and they're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. And we begin, we'll begin to train the Ukrainian troops on these issues of sustainment and logistics Yeah, and they're training them, possible.
8: but
1: they're not in the war.
0: Delivering <laughs> these tanks to the field is going to take time. Time uh, that we'll see and we'll use to make sure the Ukrainians are fully prepared to integrate the abram tanks into their defenses. We're also closely coordinated this announcement with our allies. The American contribution will be breathing. joined by an additional announcement, including that will be uh, will be ready available and more easily integrated for use in the battlefield. All right, that's great. In the coming weeks and months. <laughs> and months. <laughs> okay, you did great.
2: You did great. Right. Here's a cookie. <laughs> uh, which Biden is that? Which which uh, which one of his uh, cl- uh not clone I don't think it's clones. I think it's body doubles. Because like, you've got dementia Biden where like, you can't even, you, you're like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> and then you there's know, this Biden. There's comp- so halfway confident Biden, which I think has to be the body double. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't you think there's what? drug smart, uh, strong enough for that. <laughs> The
1: reason that I, I'm i so glad that I'm able to clip this stuff and like play it on my podcast is so that the history will be known of what has occurred. The crazy shit that you talk about, you can talk about it all day, but you have to hear it sometimes because right? otherwise you don't understand. You just, I have to, I have to make people understand this is what's what's happening this is what people are saying this is a puppet the, a puppet on a lonely string who would have thought
2: but you know I, well I'm constantly saying you are. can't make this shit up because it's so ridiculous like everything is it's like a really fucking a, it's really just ridiculous shit and it really then you hear is
1: these fucking psychos in this fucking conference like this bitch here who I'm gonna get to let me see which clip it was because I don't want to clip the wrong thing um so this was a really interesting part of this 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 conversation which is literally called war in europe year two you know, we're in year two yeah. let's talk about it um and i even took a clip of it and from my phone so let's see here yeah. this bitch from finland the minute, prime minister of finland
2: joined us Scheiße. um <laughs> 32. Damn it, you said that when I was taking a sip of coffee. I won't spit it out. (laughs) (laughs) My bad.
1: Okay, I sometimes say Shia. I sometimes say Shia. I sometimes say, what do I say, the other thing? I don't say Merda, but I should. Um, But anyway, they're talking with this bitch from Euronews. I'm just going to call them what they are. Sasha <laughs> Bakalina, senior business editor from Euronews. Let's let's we have to tell who they are, you know, before we set it up. So Santa Marin from Pri- the Prime Minister of Finland and office of the Prime Minister of Finland, who is yes, a, an agenda contributor, of course, of course, as always. Um, then we got the President of the Republic of Moldova in this conversation, Maya Sandu. I'll have to check and see if she's um a-
2: A wefer. Let's see here. Isn't Moldova like a really tiny country, though? Like I don't understand how they're so important in this stuff when it's so tiny and like. We
1: really need to know what they think about things. Yeah,
2: it's got. I. It's probably like Estonia, where they they rolled out the whole digital ID thing. They're probably just like one of those tiny little Eastern European countries that that they're testing all this shit in, because it's so tiny that like people don't really have control over what happens. I forgot her name
1: already. Maya Moldova. I'll just say Moldova. Fuck it. (laughs) Y'all know who I talk about. Moldova. (laughs) I forgot how to spell Moldova. Oh no, I spelled it right. Cool. Wef Blam. Cause you can't like the search engine on the WEF on the world economic forum website is so shitty now. So you have to like literally look at, look them up to find them.
2: So, well they don't want you finding stuff out easily. <laughs> obviously.
1: Okay, Maya Sana something it's an S Sandu. Sandu. Sanadu. Sandu.
0: <laughs> so Sandu.
1: Just as bad as that movie. Allegedly.
2: I love Sandu. It's one of my favorite movies.
1: <laughs> okay, never mind then. I've only seen <laughs> I ha-
2: I've only seen
1: I've seen I have seen Logan's run. That's what I've seen.
2: I saw that in the eighties when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. She does not have a page. So I guess she's being introduced to the group, I guess, but she's in the council of women, moral org. So there's that. It's her
2: coming out party.
1: Yeah, she's coming out. She wants the world to know she doesn't give a fuck about anyone in the world. Okay, I'm not good. Out. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Jean Pierre the chairman of the board of Angie Group. And this motherfucker from New York, your town. Of course, downtown. you're all your motherfuckers
2: from New York. <laughs>
1: Gregory W. Meeks, you might know him from the fifth district of U.S. House Representatives. Uh, Nope.
6: <laughs>
1: uh, okay, let me go ahead and find that clippy clip. Let me see if there's anything else this bitch says. She looks like that bitch from the, the thing, you know, the thing, but um, Elizabeth yeah, Holmes, thing. that trick. She looks a little like she's got that Elizabeth Holmes kind of quality, to her. Maybe we'll look at a little more of her stuff, because she got a, a great amount of screen time at this conference. And they even mentioned her in that little speechy speech. So, Well, when is your Here coming she... out party, it's all about you. Well, no, not the Moldova bitch. This other bitch. Oh, this, uh, oh. Bitch. Finnish bitch. <laughs> Maybe maybe she's coming (laughs) out too this finnish let's let's listen to what she has to say she knows what's going on in ukraine
7: independence and their country and if you ask finnish people how willing they are to to defend finland i think we are ranked number one ukraine is number two so so we have been in war with russia and, and we know what that's like and we don't want ever again ever again there to be a war in finnish soil and that's why we're applying to nato so that there wouldn't be a war in finland ever again that's the border that russia wouldn't cross and that's why we're applying to nato president center
9: uh moldova is applying for the european union that's another of course well, the moldova, alliance and this appreciation of it how important is that how and how also do you want it changed because moldova has also experienced some of the opinion polls that were not necessarily always uh, supporting the idea. And also, uh, just to follow up on um, what Gregory Meek said there, the propaganda issue, of course, is something that happened a lot in Moldova over years.
6: (laughs) Well, um, I actually believe that Moldova's chance to survive as a democracy is only within the EU. And just being realistic about what's going to happen in our region in the next, I don't know, 10-15 10-15 years, of course, we uh, all hope for a uh, victory, for a speedy victory of Ukraine, and this is going to happen, but uh, we cannot uh, see Russia becoming a democratic country uh, very soon. And this means that the uh, challenges for the region are still going to be there. Uh, Moldova survived, I mean, managed to deal with the challenges uh, that you asked me at the beginning. Uh, in, in, uh, and to a big extent, thanks to the support we received from the EU and from the uh, development partners. And we're very grateful. And it is important to have a stable Moldova. It's important for us. It's important for Ukraine. It's important for the EU.
1: So she just really just wants to do, she just doesn't want to rock the boat. <laughs> you know, we're just going to keep doing your thing. Um. You, i i trust you i think so (laughs) sure you know help me out please
2: (laughs) well Um, like i mean i can't i can't blame a small little country like siding with one that's probably gonna win especially like in the in the geographical region like you're kind of squished between like two superpowers like battling it out even though ukraine's not a superpower it's definitely the us that's fighting through them so like i can (laughs) kind of understand like tiny little country be like dude i'm siding with the ones that are gonna win <laughs> yeah
1: she just looks so like please you know help me <laughs> <laughs> help like, that's me. what i'm getting
2: and be I, to I am here <laughs> and I, i'm
1: trying to to appease uh the eu if i say eu seven <laughs> times in a row will i get more yeah. uh aid Please,
2: does Beetlejuice appear? <laughs> I don't know. Give <laughs> no, me more help. That was
1: a, a security problem in my country. Please, <laughs> we have enough
2: problems. Beetles used to be, <laughs> be more helpful right than you at all. Be. Like, That's, right. That's what I'm. Just add generic. Uh, just add generic accent here. <laughs>
1: yes, a generic Eastern, Eastern European accents.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> and then we have the finish, bitch. Okay, so finish, bitch, let's go.
2: <laughs> that's what she said. That's
7: where we make sure that Ukraine will win, that the war will stop in Ukraine, that this kind of spheres of influence, this kind of world where there are no rules, that wouldn't continue. Because then we will be decades and decades in these kind of situations. And that's not a very bright future. And that's why everybody needs to support us Europeans. The States are doing a lot. And I'm very grateful that the States are so heavily involved in Ukraine. They are sending a lot of weapons. They are sending a lot of financial support. And we couldn't cope without the United States support right now. And that's why we need. Hey,
2: that's us. Wow. Fun. (laughs) Just coming right out there and saying it. Full circle, man. It's like they say all this shit and then.
1: They show it to you later, like what they're doing. They just put it in your face.
7: We need European strategic autonomy. That's why we need to build our own defense capabilities, our own capabilities in the future, all the critical aspects, to make sure that that we can also cope, uh, not only to rely uh, in in our partners, even though that like, sure is that having the a States problem. Also in
4: the future, but we need to be more strong as Europe, uh, also. Let me just add to that because even here in Davos, you like that dude. talk to other countries from the asshole. For example,
2: they I, I'll call him a bitch.
1: You know what? Men can be bitches too. I'm going
8: to call them all
4: bitches.
2: They're all bitches.
4: Here's, <laughs> bitches. here's <laughs> West's bitch number four. <laughs> in regards to uh, making sure that Ukraine wins this war. So I think there's a lot. And I think others will join too because here's where, when I was talking about Russian. He has a really nice suit propaganda on, by, propaganda by the way. Ending, because Russia has been trying to utilize the blockage of grains that's causing others to starve. But Wait, is this
2: a guy from New York? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, oh, just to, I had to stop there. The blockage of <laughs> grains from Ukraine, that's not Russia's fault.
5: That's us for <laughs> starting shit in
2: Ukraine. <laughs> exactly. So he doesn't and people this. believe this shit, too. People actually mm-hmm. believe this shit. So crazy, yeah. So many New Yorkers, although there's less and less New Yorkers that are like supporting (laughs) Ukraine. (laughs) But there's, I mean, there's a pretty large Eastern European population in the state, so it's like, (laughs) uh... all right, let's let's hear
1: him more. Anyway, I was just like (laughs) making a tortilla or whatever, listening to this dude. Like, what is he on? (laughs) It's
4: Ukraine that's doing it. As that continues to be revealed. Who is actually blocking the ports and the seas, and who's causing the starvation? That too will take some who may not be actively right now over the long to switch because they will see how it's affecting their nation. That's why, as the prime minister and and the president has indicated, this is bigger than just Ukraine because other nations are affected by it. Inflation <laughs> is affected by what is taking place because of the aggression of Russia. So all of the countries that are talking oh about seeing high inflation, they too will see as we move on why is significant and important. It's like they all have all the same script. ...to join together to make sure that Russia's not winning this war.
9: President Santé, would you comment on that, on the importance of other countries as well providing this help and providing the support when they can, not only from uh, the European
6: Union? Well, first of all, uh, as I said, we need to have a better information about the war, and we need, and this is not just in our region. Uh, the the propaganda, I was surprised to to see the Russian propaganda uh, working in countries which are very far from Russia. I thought it was just my country because it, it was so close. Uh, but I think everybody needs to understand this issue that if Russia is allowed to do what it is doing today in Ukraine, then, next time this can happen to other countries uh, it it's really it goes yeah, there's
1: literally no precedent for any of this
6: no ukraine, <laughs> the this is the and first time this has ever happened that even though they might feel that they're paying you know a high price for that still this price is much much lower than the price that people in ukraine pay because they pay with their lives Oh my God,
9: oh my God. Uh, that also if I rephrase that question and if I bring it a little bit more and the narrower when it comes to energy wars and everything, this was also something the situation where uh, in many cases the support and the help were looking for that outside of the European Union, for example, outside of Europe with some new country. Let's
1: see how it ends. <laughs> let's just skip to the end. I love to skip to the end sometimes because so, he really thinks he's on to something at the end. It's really funny. Sorry, George, I got it.
4: Throwing them out of windows or having, you know, all of a sudden they're, you know, supposed to be committing suicide. It is definitively Putin's war. He
2: thought it's he was publicity. like, oh, I don't back I to Putin's said, fault. It's all Putin's yeah. fault. Okay.
6: I think we can all agree that this is a war that Putin started.
2: Yeah, let's so all
6: agree on Okay. How much support there is for the war in Russia because of the reasons that the
1: previous speakers mentioned.
6: But it's clearly started by him, it can end if he wants it. In Russia, huh? <laughs> f- Interesting. I can't, I'm so sorry. I wish,
9: uh, and the final words from you, Monsieur Comedieu, the final comment from you on the... No, again, uh, I think unity and alignment is key within Europe, with our closer allies
1: close allies uh, close eyes.
9: Uh, I think we've uh, we've been able... Closer to be, uh, We've been able to resist to Putin's view that energy will create a uh, fracture within uh, within Europe. So I think it's really a very good result. Let's make sure that we continue with this type of, of alignment for 2023. Thank let's
1: you just so much. keep and it going, just
9: very quickly uh, from my side. Oh wait, what
1: do you want to say? Go
9: ahead.
2: So, so you know, know what we... they call. You know what they oh, call fracturing so is called balkanization. Stop... Sorry, what? <laughs> what they call fracture is balkanization and it's from the fucking nato and shit breaking (laughs) countries up on purpose like just use the word (laughs) yeah kiev
9: exactly when the invasion started and i lived through that situation and covered the invasion from the capital of ukraine there is a debate whether this is putin's war or russian's war but this is certainly the war of every single ukrainian who is there or who is now in any other country and found the refuge there. Thank you so
1: much for this session and thank you so well, much that, for the questions. That was- felt fun, that was a fun ending, I love that. It's just a war, it's a war that's gonna continue and just keep keep doing it. Let's keep having that war happen. Um, with all this Ukraine talk, you might've forgotten that there was a whole situation with the White House and uh with documents of some sort. Yeah, that's right. And the president. And um he may have
2: wanted you to forget about that, but I have not. (laughs) So
1: there's that.
2: Um Yeah they just keep on finding documents (laughs) in the weirdest places, don't they?
1: Yeah documents they're really hard to get, you know, you know, that's what
2: happens with a man with dementia and son that's crackhead. You're, you're going to just find doc- classified documents in really odd places. <laughs> like leaving yeah. your laptop full of uh, information for like six and months. And even
1: though they keep trying <laughs> to change the subject to Ukraine, these people, these fucking press members, keep bringing it up. Why? Those bastards. Just shut the fuck up. That's what Jean Pierre. But Putin, Jean-Pierre, come on, Putin. And even when they were like asking this dude, the motherfucker at, at the head of state or whatever, I forgot his name. It, who gives a shit, John something? Yeah, it, he. Some uh, he was like, "Oh, that's that's for Jean Pierre. <laughs> that's for Corine. Good luck with that." <laughs> and
2: that over part. to you.
1: <laughs> Let me find that part because it's hilarious. I'll, I'll just skip
2: these. Oh you, you know how I do. Um, I yeah.
10: <laughs> do you have enough troops in the region right now? Yeah, yeah,
1: blah yeah. blah.
8: <laughs> but not <laughs> succeed on the battlefield. On your first question.
1: Uh, Wait, that actually is pretty stupid. Hold on. I'll come back. <laughs> Biden
8: has said at the beginning of this conflict that we take our Article Five commitments. NATO seriously. Article 5, of course, is the notion that an attack on one is an attack on all, Uh, and we take that seriously. In fact, we take it so seriously that President Biden ordered an additional 20,000 American troops alone. Onto the European continent, well, and they know. still are there. Now we'll be rotating. Of course they are. On, 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 They'll be
2: there forever, was, apparently. The, but there's, the, there's the, no the, the, boots in the ground in Ukraine, the, right?
8: No, no, we're not.
1: It's not a proxy war because it's an actual fucking live war. No mistake, the security environment in Europe
8: has changed. Not is changing. Not will change. it has changed because of what? This is
1: from four days ago. you Guys, were wondering.
8: And made clear to our NATO allies, particularly on the uh, uh, particularly on the eastern flank, how seriously we take our responsibilities to those Article Five commitments. And Mr. Putin needs to understand that. You have enough troops because many
7: of those countries send
11: you don't have tanks,
7: uh, uh, missile systems to Ukraine.
8: Well, we, we're sending missile systems, and now we're sending tanks to Ukraine as well. Every nation is making... He smiles while he says that, which is to
6: support Ukraine, makes sense.
8: But they also still have sovereign responsibilities to their citizens to defend their countries. Uh, and so they're all making that Oh, Welcome to the on,
1: show, everybody. We, Thank you for I joining. I can tell you
8: that from our perspective, I can't speak for every NATO ally, we are confident that we have the capability, the energy, the talent, the manpower, the resources the to meet our Article 5 commitments to our NATO allies. Are there any signs of a nuclear front? That. Oh, that's nice. I love nuclear questions. questions. about China. First, um, Karine told
7: us yesterday that the U.S. All right, let's skip China. China back
1: Bye, China.
8: We sign up to the strict sanctions.
1: He literally sounds like an actor should to me, America... this dude. Every time I hear him, he sounds like an actor to me. He sounds like he's playing a role. I mean, they all are. Probably you know is. I mean. I
2: mean, do you remember during the Bush administration? Huh? Do you remember during the Bush administration there was this yes. quote ju- journalist that ended up being like a male porn star, like a gay porn star? Yes, And, like, that's all and that uh, was like all involved in that we, like the Johnny gosh shit. Oh my god, that yeah. was fucking crazy. <laughs> it's probably what, probably one of his buddies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, let's find that part with Corrine and she being like, thanks, John, or whatever.
8: <laughs> oh,
1: wait, that's a good question. Here we go. Hold on, Hold on a second.
8: We'd like to see this war end today. We would like to
1: see it end today. That's why we keep funding it.
8: call it a day and it's over. But he has shown no signs of being willing to do that um and so we got to make sure that ukraine can succeed on the battlefield so that they can succeed at the negotiating table and you know like we like did we in iraq predict Wait. how long this yeah, is right. going to go on my bad but we have to be prepared and this is the i think who are we question hey me well i can't can't tell the american people exactly how long it's going to take we have to be prepared to stay at this task of supporting ukraine as the president said for as long as it takes for as long as it and takes just like the clearly, left said. We want to
2: perpetual war
8: Again, we've, this we've is a just
1: war. At just shut up. Right.
8: It just shut up and let it happen. Bi- it. <laughs> and bipartisan support. Here in Taiwan, bipartisan support,
1: support. So it's a good Ukraine, war because uh, the they all support it. Uh, they too That's how that works.
8: It's a moderates war. It's,
2: it's,
8: it's obviously it's, Ukrainian it's, sovereignty and <laughs> <in> Ukrainian <laughs> lives, but it's bigger than that. It's, it's, it's bigger than that, isn't it? That's what she said. Uh, outrage and frustration over the last
10: few days that there are just more and more disclosures, by documents showing up in
0: places where they were not supposed to
8: be. From a national security perspective, you work in national security. How concerned are you, and does the system need reform? I'm going to defer most of the document questions to Crian, the I have
2: to say Here is that uh, classic. Uh, thank you. Uh, She's like, thank you. <laughs> Uh, he just went all stupid with that question. He just went, what the fuck <laughs> did you just ask me? <laughs> he
8: takes the treatment of classified material seriously. I can assure you that everybody here does too on the National Security Council staff. We deal with classified material every single day. You have to do that. We all know what the rules are. We follow the rules um, and and the procedures exist for a reason. And they've been developed over many, many years um, as the nature of classified material has changed uh, and now down to now include electronic. Uh, capability, um, and so we're we're working at that very very hard. I don't have any changes to speak to uh, the 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 process of classified um, material handling. Uh, you know, not process, but the guidelines <laughs> change over time as as technology. Some trouble. We're always reviewing those uh, those procedures to make sure that they're fully appropriate. <clears throat> oh yeah. Okay. Is, there with Is there a problem with overclassification? Of documents? Well, I think you know it's always a balance, and you're always. Hmm. Uh, uh, trying to meet that balance uh, about whether things are uh, uh, classified uh, uh, appropriately. Uh, in, in, uh, in the the intelligence intelligence community works at this. So obviously, we work at this. I, I wouldn't go so far as to slap a bandaid on and say, yeah, everything is over classified. But it's it's a balance that we try to strike to make sure that everything is appropriately marked and appropriately mm-hmm. handled. But you know, it varies from document to document and, sure. and from issue to issue. a quick one
7: on germany at any point during the conversations with germany did they make the network deployment contingent on the u.s sending uh the abrams and can you give us Mm -hmm. Mm some sense of what led to the joint decision i mean i'm just trying to understand you didn't want to send the tanks then you decided to send
8: the tanks what actually never off the table we haven't been nothing but honest and transparent about wait wait wait. Wait. uh, yeah
2: yeah so they just went from the classified right. documents with that not absolute non-answer right into yeah. fucking tanks in germany like where did that like that was not part of it sounded like it was a continuation of something but it was like not connected to the documents it's just, like no <laughs> no she's she's got to be a plant to like switch the conversation yeah. or something that
5: was like so
0: weird.
2: she's got to be like a narrative control or some shit. Well, she's probably born star too
5: <laughs>
1: i have a narrative today <laughs> um i'm gonna do more wef again that was a preview that i showed before i'm gonna do a wef special kind of thing on youtube so look out for that um enjoy that youtube but um <laughs> so yeah basically that's all i had on on that situation um So we are going to another situation, which is kind of sad, but we're going to start with Elon Musk because I did tell you recently, I told you,
2: (laughs) I'll go to my phone. (laughs) I told you, (laughs) um,
1: or I told the internet actually, because if, if we are segueing, we can segue from left because as you may not be aware, but you probably are, um, not on Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk is a Weffer, allegedly, but not really alleged, uh, himself because he was a globe, a young global leader, and you wouldn't know that if it weren't for the fact that, I thought I sh- I shared this with myself, but I did not, stupid self. Um, I'll go to my actual the Twitter, I'll go to the Twitter and I'll find it. Um, because he had been talking about WEF re- recently and like how bad WEF is and stuff, and it's like, yeah, are you new here? Of course you are. Um, <laughs> we, we're we're right there with you. We've been there for like ever, for like at least two years, but um, or three years. But thanks for joining us. You're a little late, sir. So a lot happened uh, between that time and now, and um, you may be aware that I, the reason that this is called The Show Must Go On, well, partly, is because things are weird in life because um, I had a very difficult relationship with my father, as I've told you guys, you guys, uh, uh, not all of you, I'm sure, but (laughs) no but I've had a difficult relationship with my father over the years. He was abusive towards my people I knew, and I don't want to like call them out right now, but, um, or use their designation, but people in my family, he was abusive towards, and he was also abusive towards me emotionally and verbally. And I lived with him for five years before moving to LA. And so basically he died on Friday. So that's where the death comes in, in the, the about of this episode, the uh, bio thing, Uh, the description, that's what they call it. And um, so that was kind of shocking the way that it happened. And I'm not going to get into it here, but I was dealing with that and then. The weekend happened and there's not really much we can do right now. So until tomorrow. So uh, got that to look forward to a lot of fun conversations tomorrow, but um, basically this weekend is kind of a shitville. And so I was trying to like have fun and get back to the show and let the show go on because life goes on without people and, you have to keep moving on and and do what you got to do and deal with whatever emotions you have about it it's a and, good distraction um, too yeah it's a good biden's always a good dis- distraction <laughs> wef, i mean wef isn't a good dis- distraction but he you know it is a thing that's happening it is a distraction though <clears throat> it is very much a distraction if you if you um if you only look at certain things, you'll just be constantly distracted. Um, well, while I'm here, I can go ahead and do this part of, well, no, that's really far along. That was a long time ago. I didn't realize how long ago it was that I tweeted about this. Uh, another uh, person who came to the WEF was um, John Man- Joe, Manchin, sorry. Joe Manchin, who's talking about being president. So that makes sense makes sense to me <laughs> excuse me i think i found it and then i didn't find it because i am actually looking for something but we're all looking for something now aren't we that was deep
2: always looking for something to believe in yep <laughs> we
1: need, someone wow, to who, believe. We
2: need someone to who's someone to tell oh, us who what sings that song It's like Motley Crue.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Give me something
2: to believe in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Motley Crue. I would not know.
1: Damn it. (laughs) I really thought I uh, did this earlier, but I guess this was a long time ago. (laughs) When the hell was he talking about this? the left what well, would be half it would be before the left or after the left started. So let me see here.
2: Oh, I was wrong. What? It was poison. poison oh, poison. Long.
1: Hey, that's your name. You should have known that. <laughs> oh, baby. well,
2: my, 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 my uh, screen name isn't based on that. I it's, know, uh, my sister, <laughs> my sister did go to a poison concert in the 80s though when she was a teenager with her best friend. And uh, they were trying to get my sister and her friend out for the bus party with them. And they were like 15 at the time. Well, I found the
1: thing, finally. Fucking
2: A. Um, okay. So what he said <laughs> was... Sorry.
1: <laughs> he said, WEF is increasingly becoming an unelected world government that the p- people never asked for and don't want. But who asked for you? So I don't but anyway... <laughs> Uh, I said, probably nothing. Oh, wait, no, I said, no shit, Sherlock. What are you going to do about it? Probably nothing. Um, I answered my own question because that's what I'm doing on Twitter now. But anyway, uh, <laughs> then I showed the archived article from Bloomberg, which says, Elon Musk, the chairman of Tesla Motors, the much-publicized electric sports car company, is a new G- YGL, or Young Global Leader. And this is from September 2017, September 23rd, 2017. So just a reminder of who we're dealing with here. And then I said, uh, he said, the World Economic Forum should control the world, poll, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, and neither should you, you megalomaniac. So not on his side. Oh, shout out to Alec Baldwin, who also got, um, finally
2: got charged for murder. Uh, on from that, I'm gonna, We're totally, gonna end sad though. I'm gonna miss you on Twitter when you get booted off. <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I don't think a lot of people are seeing my tweets now, and I think that's also Elon doing that. But can't. Yeah, really. I don't
2: see. I don't see yours, in, mostly until, unless you send them to me,
1: <clears throat> I only see people who treated me like shit and kind of tossed me out of their lives they they come up all the time but people that i actually want to see shit from i don't really see as much
2: yeah it's weird how that happens so weird
1: anywho um <laughs> reuters.com did an article they did an exclusive about uh this is what i also learned at the meeting at the uh, press briefing of the last one at the white house which is that good old John fucking Podesta, who is apparently a part of this administration, but people don't really know that much about it, um, is he had a conversation with Elon Musk about his car company, you know, the explosive vehicles. Okay. So this is from January 27th, Washington, Reuters. Aw. We love you, Bobby G. Shout out to Bobby G. We love you. Um, don't we? <laughs> Thanks for jo- joining us. Are you there, Shelley?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, listening. good. Just to sure. <laughs> don't, No, I'm still here, I swear to God. <laughs> don't leave now.
1: Okay, so chief executive of Tesla, Elon Musk, met two top White House officials on Friday, which is the day that my father died, so that's how I remembered that um in washington to discuss how the car maker well we don't know when he died because he might have been there for weeks we don't really see we just don't have enough information but i did my taxes so there's that um anyway back to okay so we got back to the we got to the taxes from the death see sure we're moving along okay it doesn't seem like we're moving along because we went on we were in ukraine for a long time but it's a big deal so I apologize if it feels like it's not moving along. It is. You're wrong. Just like the the press always says, you are wrong. This is what's happening. Okay. So the car maker and Democratic President Joe Biden could work together to advance electric vehicle production and speed electrification of US vehicle networks. Musk met John Podesta who is not at all alleged to be some creepy dude um who is a part of a, a psyop called pizzagate
2: don't forget the alien a stuff work. man he's a, yeah, he's you know, a big he proponent aliens, of though. yeah he's a big proponent of uh, disclosure and like yeah there's that whole angle too he's one big psyop he's like the psyop mm-hmm.
8: game.
2: well he um musk met
1: him a democratic stalwart in in case you don't remember him who serves as biden's senior advisor for clean energy innovation and mitch landrew who oversees infrastructure spending doing a great job great job mitch thanks the white house set the billionaire and biden have i love how they say biden like he's not a billionaire (laughs) he's just the president (laughs) you know um and Biden have often been at odds over political and labor issues. Let's talk about their little drama, their petty drama on Twitter. Sounds great. Anyway, later, White House press secretary, I skipped that part, uh, Carrie Karine Jean-Pierre confirmed the meeting took place and added that Musk did not meet with Biden personally. The meeting demonstrates Biden's commitment to electric vehicles and the importance he attaches to the infrastructure and inflation reduction laws passed last year. She said, "I think it's important that his team and senior members of his team had a meeting with Elon Musk today to just to do just that." And then it says a Reuters witness on Friday, "Ooh, a Reuters witness, look at that got an eyewitness there." Um, they saw Podesta, Landrew, and Musk. Entering a downtown building that houses both Tesla's Washington lobbying operation and the Center for American Progress. What a Inc., A think tank Podesta founded. Landrew and Podesta left about half an hour later and did not answer questions. Musk left about 45 minutes after Podesta and Landrew. He too ignored questions from Reuters reporter. Man, <laughs> they're mad about it. <laughs> Anyway, that's the news there. We're gonna continue that shit, but <laughs> there you go. And then there's a- so.
2: Did you happen to see that they're proposing like something like a fourteen or fifteen hundred dollar tax rebate to um to like try to push more electric yeah. vehicles to car sales? And I'm thinking to myself, like that doesn't even cover even like half the taxes and fees on buying a brand new car at all <laughs> like that like fifteen hundred dollars isn't really an incentive with the, with the price of those things and then mm-hmm. everybody like most of the majority of americans are going through some kind of financial crisis so it's like a- so it's but just great time like i know it's just that's
5: like, the stones, the, the act was like that's <laughs> a huge
2: incentive and it's just like
1: no it's not <laughs> well here locally we got like this fucking message about this sb1 whatever the fuck what is it called sb1383 uh, which is literally titled here california short-lived that's not nice Climate pollutant reduction law? Why is it short-lived? Isn't that a bad thing? <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, it says it targets the reduction of meth- methane emissions from landfills. The law establishes a target of 20- 50% by 2020 and 75% by 2025 and the reduction of statewide disposal of organics waste. It also requires that 20% of currently disposed edible food be recovered for human consumption by 2025. Landfills are the third largest source of methane in California. I'm like, what are the first and second? (laughs) Let's talk about that. Organics waste emits 20% of the state's methane, a climate super pollutant, up to 84 times more potent than carbon dioxide. I got this in the mail. And it says, who and when must customers comply? Starting January 1st, 2022, great timing. All residents and businesses in California must separate organics waste into a separate green organics container. I'm going to tell you right now, they, they ain't nothing outside. I, I looked. They, that container does not exist yet. So, okay. I can't comply, but thank you. That's cool, Bobby G. California is dope in a lot of places, but not some places. But probably not in a lot of places also it's a big state so it's not all hollywood but i do live in hollywood just for the record
2: doesn't it have and, like one of the <laughs> biggest it has like the a bigger economy than most countries in the world oh we're a big
1: i think we're the largest the fifth largest if i'm correct because i hear them yeah. say it all the time
2: the fifth That's largest including countries yeah yes. it's crazy so,
1: i don't know how we're gonna. Transition from Elon Musk. Oh, I know how we're going to transition. So, there was a thing that happened back in the day where he was upsetting all kinds of people who were into non binary language. And, um, which is funny because, again, I like to say when people say they're non binary, I'm like, yeah, we all are. Like, we're we're not computers. What do you mean? You're not special. Q, you're not special. (laughs) By the way, I have to play that song because that's such a good song. (laughs) Irrelevant, but like, that is such a good song. I, I have to play the, the chorus because you need to know this meme. It's not a meme, but I'm going to make it a meme. I don't care. Special by Shinedown. You probably have never heard this song, but oh,
2: I know what song you're talking about. You do know it. Awesome. <laughs> I do. Anyway, it's it's <laughs> a good internet meme song.
1: <laughs> Let me skip. Skippy skip. I hope I skip and I edit this correctly. Let's see if I can figure out songs.
6: Thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: but
11: you are not special. I'm not trying to bring it down. I'm not trying to sound so ineffectual.
5: But you are <laughs> not
11: special.
1: Indeed, you are just. Not <laughs> special, <man. laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. Internet, but you're not so special. And everybody's non-binary. You're not special. Okay. So basically, yes, yeah, gender, all that <laughs> stuff, non-fluid and transgender and all that shit. So basically, he had a, a child who came out against him and said that he that they hated him. I don't know if it's a he or a chick anymore. So
2: I'm not even gonna use any pronouns. <laughs> I'm not gonna piss anyone I, off. I think <laughs> it's like his biological biological son that's a trans woman. Picture. Yeah
1: so anyway they came out against him because of his trans like um his 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 opposition to it and like his his you know disrespectful words and stuff like the pronouns thing that he did on twitter and stuff so this is going somewhere but anyway (laughs) where it's going is that um this all started a long long time ago in a galaxy far away so basically what i told you about i've i've said that we're I've said the word. I've said the name John Money. Who the hell is John Money? (laughs) Well, you get to find out tonight, luckily and sadly, because it's the last uh, thing we're talking about, and it's not very happy. But (laughs) here we go. We have to do it. So like many things that is a part of the history of science, you know, it's not infallible. And scientists and people who proclaim to be uh, doctors who will help the public are not always that and that goes back to also like that guy (laughs) alfred kinsey who gets a lot of play now um who was a literal pedophile um he was creepy as fuck. did little experiments on
2: infants and we don't want to get into that but like i mean he basically you know i honestly think he did these experiments just to like um validate what he was doing yes as like something i believe that, that, too. Natural. Like, it the people that alone, too like the people in, yeah, like, in the institute yeah i think Nambula took uh took all that and used it for themselves as far as like validating scientifically validating stuff historically validating that kind of stuff like it's so like it's totally normal yeah i think they they used him as a really good example i mean it was just continuing on in his footsteps anyway
1: so this guy is from the 1960s so he's around that let me make sure that they're around the same area around the same time period
8: Um,
1: i think kenzie Kenzie was in the the 30s because kenzie Kenzie was a long time ago uh, because i
2: know masters and johnson started in the 50s and they they built on kinsey which was like a couple decades before that
1: okay so so 1947 was
2: when the institute started okay so
1: to give you an idea all right so this is after kinsey so kinsey has already paved the way or whatever in that arena in the sexual arena so this isn't this is somewhat sex related because it's fucked up but Basically, it's funny that I got this on this, uh, this website, but it has the most information I found about this situation and it's not like super biased. So this is from the embryo project encyclopedia, which has a lot of weird articles about chimera, chimeras, whatever, and all the stuff that's happening in science, but just, it also has a lot of articles from, it's basically like a, it's an encyclopedia, obviously. So you can find a lot of articles. And this one's called David Reimer. I'm not sure if it's Reimer or Reimer at this point, but I'm going to go with Reimer. And John Money, Gender Reassignment Controversy, The John Joan Case. So this is from by Phil Gaetano, published 2017, 1115. <clears throat> so I'm going to read this thing, and it's going to be sad, but, you know, it is what it is. So basically, this is how gender identity started. So this is, this is history. So... History is not pretty. Okay. So in the mid 1960s, psychologist John Money, perfect name, encouraged the gender reassignment of David Reimer, who was born a biological male, but suffered irreparable damage to his penis. Yes. I'm going to talk about this. And if you don't want to listen to it, you can skip this to the end. I don't know. It's probably 15 minutes or so after this article is going to be done. Um, well, you're so, using appropriate
2: terminology.
1: So it's like, exactly. But if you don't want to hear about that horrible shit that happens to babies, that is a part of this whole idea, then don't listen to this. <laughs> I don't know. Or, you know what, just listen to shit that you don't want to hear. I mean, sometimes you have to hear shit you don't want to hear. And then you're actually you this know kind of stuff, what happened. So you can, you can know how things are going and how this starts. And how fucked up things have gotten to the point where language is just non (laughs) existent. Like, it shouldn't be that way. Like, there's gotta be some common ground with people where you can just be like, okay, be who you are, but don't cut off your penis when you're two. You know what I mean? Like, that's just too far. We should all agree that that's a bridge too far. Agreed. (laughs)
2: Thank you. Well, you know
1: (laughs) how I feel about this stuff, though. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know how I feel, too. I mean, I'm not Yeah, (laughs) not okay with hormonal therapy for children. I think children should be children for as long as possible. And then deal with it at 18, like normal people, just like they start smoking, start drinking and shit, like they'll start doing shit. And then you can intervene however you want to intervene and support them, however you want to support them. But you can't support a fucking 10 year old who thinks they're a fucking fly or whatever, or like whatever they're doing these days, you know what they're doing? Or like a four year old.
2: There's kids that want to be T-rexes when they get up, grow up. So it's like, I know. are you going to do like trans species next? It's ridiculous.
1: Okay. So here we go. Um, Born in 1965 as Bruce Reimer, his penis was irreparably damaged during infancy due to a failed circumcision, which is another thing I've I've talked about myself. Uh, My issue with circumcision is it goes for both sexes. It's not just the clitoris thing. I don't think any child needs to have uh, that removed, and it's not necessary medically they've already said that in so many studies so yeah i don't agree with circumcision
2: <laughs> call me crazy i'm not but
1: anyway you can call me no crazy. it's
2: it yeah there's <clears> so <throat> many studies that have proven time and time and over again that circumcision has no medical benefit it's
1: just for creepy moils i'm sorry it is that is what it is not just moils but you know what i mean <laughs> creepy yeah No, I, I know cut i off know penises weirdos anyway (laughs) after encouragement for money for money (laughs) no uh reimer's parents decided to raise reimer as a girl reimer underwent surgery as an infant to construct rudimentary female genitals and was given female hormones during puberty during childhood reimer was never told he was biologically male and regularly visited Money, who tracked the progress of his gender reassignment. Reimer unknowingly acted as an experimental subject in Money's controversial investigation, which he called the Joan jo- Sorry, John Joan case. I love that's his name. <laughs> Such a fucking narcissist. The case provided results that were used to justify thousands of sex reassignment surgeries for cases of children with reproductive abnormalities. Despite his upbringing, Reimer rejected the female identity as a young teenager and began living as a male. He suffered severe depression throughout his life which culminated in his suicide at 38 years old. Reimer and his public statements about the trauma of his transition brought attention to gender identity and called into question the sex reassignment of infants and children Bruce Bruce Peter Reimer was born on August 22, 1965, in Winnipeg, Ontario, to Janet and Ron Reimer. At six months of age, both Reimer and his identical twin, Brian, were diagnosed with pimosis, a condition in which the foreskin of the penis cannot retract, inhibiting regular urination. On April 27, 1966, Reimer underwent circumcision, a common procedure in which a physician-surgeon surgically removes the foreskin of the penis. Usually physicians performing circumcisions use a scalpel or other sharp instrument to remove foreskin. However, Reimer's physician used the unconventional technique of cauterization or burning to cause tissue death. Oh, Jesus. Reimer's circumcision failed. Obviously Reimer's brother did not undergo circumcision and his phimosis healed naturally. While the true extent of Reimer's penile damage was unclear, the overwhelming majority of biographers and journalists maintained that it was either totally severed or otherwise damaged beyond the possibility of function. In 1967, the parents sought the help of John Money, a psychologist and sexologist, there's the word, who worked at the Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. There they are again. In the yep. mid-20th century, Money helped establish the views on the psychology of gender identities and roles. In his academic work, Money argued in favor of the increasingly mainstream idea that gender was a societal construct, malleable from an earlier, early age. He stated that being raised as a female was in Reimer's interest and recommended sexual reassignment surgery. At the time, infants born with abnormal or intersex genitalia commonly received such interventions. Following their consultation with money, the parents decided to raise Reimer as a girl. Physicians at the Johns Hopkins Hospital, I'm so used to saying university, sorry, removed Reimer's testes and damaged penis and constructed a vestigial vul- vulvae and a vaginal canal in their place. The physicians also opened a small hole in his lower abdomen for urination. That sounds fun. Following his gender reassignment surgery, he was given the first name Brenda and his parents named him, raised him as a girl. He received estrogen during adolescence to promote the development of breasts. Throughout his childhood, he was not informed about his male biology. Throughout his childhood, he received annual checkups from money. His twin brother was also part of his research on sexual development and gender in children. Creepo. As identical twins growing up in the same family. Yeah?
2: Uh, he was studying twins. You know who else did that? Mangala. Huh. Yeah. Nah.
1: It says, um, as identical twins growing up in the same family, the Reimer brothers were what money considered ideal ca- case subjects for a psycho- psychology ge- study on gender. Reimer was the first documented case of sex reassignment of a child born developmentally normal, while Reimer's brother was a control subject who shared Reimer's genetic makeup intra-turn. Oh my gosh intrauterine space and household that's a fun word um during these twin psychiatric visits with money and as part of his research and his twin brother were directed to inspect one another's genitals totally normal and engage in behavior resembling sexual intercourse resembling it so not it like how close is it they don't tell you yeah this is really creepy he is not this dude is weird. Reimer claimed that much of Money's treatment involved the forced reenactment of sexual positions and motions with his brother. So, yes, a little bit of incestual pedophilia. Let's let's throw that in the mix
2: for research.
1: Yeah, Sick, fuck. So
2: fucking gross. Ugh. I
1: told you, John Money. He's,
2: ugh, he's yeah, gross. I know. Like I know the story, it, it, like every fucking time it creeps me out. It like I, I, it makes me cringe. That's yeah, that's how bad it is.
1: Ugh. And this is science. Trust the science, right?
2: Oh yeah, I am the science. Seems yep. like you know thinks that way. It like likes to torture kids and animals. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. In some
1: exercises, the brothers rehearsed missionary positions with thrusting motions, which money justified, of course he did, as the rehearsal of healthy childhood sexual exploration. I love when they say that shit to, oh. like, justify. Oh. Yep. There's no sexual exploration at that age, you sick fuck. And certainly not with I a mean, fucking there's, twin.
2: There's, like, exploring, like, Hero. what your body does, but it's not... it. it you can't really categorize it as sexual because they don't really know what that is yet. They're That's just that. learning what their bodies do. Like, don't assign sexuality to that when they're like fucking five. Ah, yeah. shit really pisses so, me off.
1: Uh,
8: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's, we'll, we'll continue. Okay. In his Rolling Stone <laughs> interview, Reimer recalled that at least once money photographed those exercises. Of course he did. Money also made the brothers inspect one another's pubic areas. Hmm.
0: Reimer stated that
1: Money observed those exercises both alone and with as many as six colleagues. Of course, oh fucking gross, the whole fucking group together. (laughs) This group of fucking yeah. I'd
2: like to know what his colleagues really thought about it, though. Like, how many of them were like, "Yeah, this is really cool experiment." Like, maybe some of them were like, "Oh, this, just this dude's like." office book rocker
1: (laughs) all right well reimer recounted anger and verbal abuse from money if he or his brother resisted orders in contrast to the calm and scientific demeanor money presented to their parents reimer and his brother underwent money's treatments at preschool and grade school age money described reimer's transition as successful and claimed that reimer's girlish behavior stood in stark contrast to his brother's boyishness Money reported on Reimer's case as the John Joan case, leaving out Reimer's real name. For over a decade, Reimer and his brother unknowingly provided data that according to biographers and in the intersex society of North America was used to reinforce Money's theories on gender fluidity and provided justification for thousands of sex reassignment surgeries for children with normal genitals. Contrary to Money's notes, Reimer reports that as a child, he experienced severe gender dysphoria, a condition in which someone experiences distress as a result of their assigned gender. Reimer reported that he did not identify as a girl and resented money's visits for treatment. At the age of 13, he threatened to commit suicide if his parents took him to money on the next annual visit. Bullied by peers in school for his...
2: Yeah. so um this dude is like bribing and threatening these kids if they yep. to so they wouldn't stop doing this uh and these kids are in suicide because you don't want to go back it's like how many people have you personally known in your life that have been blessed? and it's like this is like predator behavior yeah it's like the the biggest like Big red flags of you know pedophiles is like threatening and bribing kids so they don't tell a parent and so they keep coming back and you know, um, keeping photographs. Like holy shit, this is fucking creepy. And like all the all the trans medicine for kids is all based on a fucking pedophile.
1: It really that was
2: using his position. To be a predator, yep. But no, and there's like no using, correlation or anything. Yeah, using his background to validate his his fucking predator behavior as an excuse. That's <clears> all <throat> it is. That's all this fucking is.
1: Yeah. Well, let's continue. Oh, almost, this
2: stuff pisses me. We're off. almost
1: done with it, and then we're gonna hear from <laughs> okay him, him himself. We're gonna hear what he sounds like. Okay. So, all right. Bullied by peers in school for his masculine traits, he claimed that despite receiving female hormones, wearing dresses, and having his his interests directed toward typically female norms, he always felt that he was a boy. In 1980, at the age of 15, Reimer's father told him the truth about his birth, thanks dad, and the subsequent procedures. Following that revelation, Reimer assumed a male identity taking the first name David, By age 21, Reimer had received testosterone therapy and surgeries to remove his breasts and reconstruct a penis. He married Jane Fontaine, a single mother of three, on September 22, 1990. In adulthood, he reported that he suffered psychological trauma, of course, due to Money's experiments, which Money had used to justify sexual reassignment surgery, as we said before, In the mid-1990s, he met Milton Diamond, a psychologist at the University of Hawaii in Honolulu, Hawaii, and academic rival of money. Reimer participated in a follow-up study conducted by Diamond in which Diamond cataloged the failures of Reimer's transition. In 1997, Reimer began speaking publicly about his experiences, beginning with his participation in Diamond's study. Reimer's first interview appeared in the December 1997 issue of Rolling Stone magazine. In interviews and a later book about his experience, Reimer described his interactions with money as torturous and abusive. Accordingly, Reimer claimed he developed a lifelong distrust of hospitals and medical professionals. Well, I would imagine so. With those reports, he caused a multifaceted controversy over money's methods, honesty and data reporting and the general ethics of just sex reassignment surgeries on infants and children there isn't any but okay reimer's description of his childhood conflicted with the scientific consensus about sex reassignment at the time according to nova money led scientists to believe that the john, the john jones case demonstrated an unreservedly successful sex transition Reimer's parents later blamed Money's methods and alleged surreptitiousness for the psychological illnesses of their sons, although the notes of a former graduate student in Money's lab indicated that Reimer's parents dishonestly represented the transition success to Money and his co-workers. Hmm. Reimer was further alleged by supporters of Money to have incorrectly recalled the details of his of his treatment his on on his case <clears throat> money publicly dismissed his criticism as anti-feminist and anti-trans bias oh they're doing that then but according to his colleagues was personally ashamed of the failure in his early 20s reimer attempted to commit suicide twice according to reimer his adult family life was strained by marital problems and employment difficulty Reimer's brother, who suffered from depression and schizophrenia, died from an antidepressant drug overdose in July of 2002. On May second, two 2004, Reimer's wife told him that she wanted a divorce. Two days later, at the age of 38, he committed suicide by firearm. Reimer, money, and the case became subjects of numerous books and documentaries following the expose. Reimer also became somewhat iconic in popular culture, being directly inf- referenced or alluded to in the television shows Chicago Hope, Law and Order, and Mental. The BBC series Horizon covered his story in two episodes, The Boy Who Was Turned Into a Girl, 2000, and Dr. Money and the Boy With No Penis, 2004, and that has a good ring to it. Canadian rock group The we- Weakerthans. what a stupid name, Weakerthans wrote him of the medical oddity about Reimer and the New York based ensemble studio theater production. Boy was based on his life. Okay. And then he died. Apparently John William money, 84 sexual identity researcher dies New York times, July 11, 2016. So that's when he died.
2: I'm sure the obituary, I'm sure the obituary was like glowing and like, totally blown smoke of that, that ass.
1: Here's one thing I found on YouTube about the case um, that's not super biased. It's just from a documentary clip um, <clears throat> about the whole thing. And it doesn't really say what the name is, the documentary is or anything. So it's not very helpful, but it's just a couple of minutes uh, to give you some background. Um uh, <clears throat> auditorially audit, audit audibly whatever fuck you know uh, some sound <laughs> what am i saying you know something to listen to to give you an idea okay without actually just reading
5: <laughs> after david died there was an outcry dr money did not cause david's death but his family felt that he was partly responsible Because Dr. Money had pursued his theory in the face of convincing evidence that the gender assignment had not worked, they felt he had traumatized their son in childhood to the extent that he became suicidal as an adult.
7: I would like to say to Dr. Money, I would like to ask him if he could be man enough to admit to the public and to even to himself that he made a mistake. He was trying to make history and... and, uh, it wasn't working
1: as it became clear that it wasn't working. He could not let go of the
5: case. It was too beautiful for him to uh, let go of it. And I think that that was unethical behavior on his part. Horizon asked Dr. Money to participate in this documentary, but he declined. His former student, Richard Green, argues that Dr. Money did the best he could in an era when we knew less.
11: With the benefit of hindsight based on what we knew at the time about how you become male or female or boy or a girl with the advantage of hindsight knowing the difficulties to say the least of creating a penis surgically the decision that john money made at the time was the correct one and
5: i would have made the same one at that time
1: glad you're not my what doctor we do
5: know is that dr money's theory that it is possible to raise a boy as a girl does not seem to hold true for most children. Nature, as far as gender identity is concerned, cannot be overridden by nurture. Above all, this is a cautionary tale. This is what can happen when science pursues a beautiful theory with scant regard for the human cost.
0: You're always going to see people that are going to say, Well, the Dave Reimer case could have been successful.
1: This is Dave
0: Ryman. I'm living proof and if you're not gonna take my word as gospel because I have lived through it, who else are you gonna listen to? Who else is there? I've lived through it. Uh, Like, is it gonna take somebody to end up killing themselves, shooting themselves in the head for people to listen?
1: That was a very bleak ending of this documentary. It literally just starts to thank the people with the credits.
2: I'm like, wow. Well, I mean, he, yeah, he, he- killed himself like that way. That was basically his suicide note right there. Yeah. That was the Horizon documentary, actually. So And this, the most fucked up <laughs> thing is like, it's not like he was born a hermaphrodite and he had both sex organs or anything. He he was born a boy exactly there was and a mistake like,
1: that happened yeah he lost a part and of like, his
2: anatomy and it, it's not like he has like an, he has both chromosomes or anything like he's not he was lot, like he was just born a regular old boy and like I don't even agree. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, given gender assignment surgery to our children is right. I don't think it's right. Just raise them as is and let them choose. But like I agree. but like it wasn't even that. It was it was a fucking medical mistake. That's
1: tragic.
2: It really and is, and they both so died. Bad. Both of the twins died too. That well, guy had I mean, schizophrenia. I mean, he was like forcing them to molest each other. Yeah, they
1: were fucking preyed upon.
2: Yeah, and then like you know, groups of doctors would come in and watch his shit.
1: That's disgusting. That's exactly what Kinsey did too, as part of his yep. studies to have other people watch.
2: Kinsey was a fucking predator too, and uh, he was, And you know what? It's it's the it's more the the psychologists. Yeah. That that do this shit than than the than the what um,
1: perfect way, like, to satisfy your own needs.
2: Yeah, right. And like because it's not like a physical science, like psychology isn't even a science when you when you look at it. There's no proof of anything. There's only theories behind everything. But um i'm not even gonna get into the dsm but um oh my gosh like what like fucking- you can you can make anything up in psychology and people like yeah. pick it up and run with it like you can't i mean you kind of can do that with physical science but like actual real science like eventually people are gonna be like "Oh, okay where's the proof then Give me, give me something under a microscope or you know lab results or you know stuff like that. It, it, everything in psychology is made up. like you can't really do that with psychology. Yeah, and like it's just crazy. even like long term even like long term psychological studies you can totally like um, just make up the criteria as you go along just to fit the, the results that you want.
1: It's crazy how every industry is pretty much just inundated with these fucking figures, when you think about it.
2: It's, they have literally like co-opted so much stuff. Well, if you look at like the di- there's a huge difference between like the physical science behind transgenderism and the psychological science, the yeah. psychology behind it, because like if you look at the physical like the physical science data on it. There's proof that, you know, uh, gender blockers cause like really bad long-term damage. Um, yeah. you know, they, they prove it's, it's de- there's like heavy, heavy choices to be made, like life-changing choices that, you know, the, the hormones are, are reversible and all the stuff, and then you look at the psychology and it's like, all of them are really supportive, all, all the psychological studies seem to be really supportive of, you know, transgenderism from an early age, and it's just like, there there's just, it doesn't line up. Well, I hate to end on a
1: bad note. I gotta go to a Let's go to a misinformation thing. <laughs> let's, oh boy! Let's it, up. Let's it a little clear and present From a <laughs> uh, shut up, I'm I'm introducing <laughs> you. Fuck off, okay. Um, from Brian Stelter, who is the only one who liked my uh, my post on Twitter. If you recall. Oh God, that was funny. <laughs> asking him to cry more <laughs> to this uh, WEF event that he w- was a part of called the clear and present danger of disinformation. I literally said cry more at Brian Stelter and he liked it and I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And then I like looked at his, th- his, um, his timeline to see if he had liked anything else weird, <laughs> but he had not, he had liked all these, you know, shit libs or whatever and so I responded to him I said Brian since you've seen this you have to know that writers and people like Trump are not the only purveyors and pushers of misinformation you can't possibly be that ignorant of the problem of misinfo disinfo in the media especially since you are guilty of it (laughs) but I don't know if he ever actually read that but anyway this is his little panel that he got to do he was so excited about it like a little kid in a candy shop, like legit him in a candy shop, because look at him anyway. I can say that because I lost a lot of weight and it's your turn, sir. And anyway, let's move
10: on. The clear and present danger of disinformation uh, is our conversation here this afternoon it follows a session just now about disrupting distrust and of course those are connected so i hope that's where we can start uh, i'm brian selter formerly of cnn now a fellow at harvard university um, what happened introduced- what
1: happened why why are you formerly of cnn what what happened there tell, tell me what happened there. <laughs> did something happen
10: our panelists, uh, and since we're being live streamed, a reminder that the hashtag is WEF 23 We can try to. I did
1: remember that, and I did put that in my post, so he saw that clearly.
10: Put some real information out into the world to make up for all the crazy. Uh, sitting uh, first with me, uh, Vera Juravon, the VP for Values and Transparency uh, for the European. I Commission. love their names. So, uh, they're like title uh, Seth Moulton uh, from the U.S. state of Massachusetts, the 6th district. Uh, Democratic Congressman. Moulton, welcome.
1: Another Democratic Congressman. Uh,
10: Jeannie Burgo uh, next to him, the president and CEO of Internews. Jeannie, welcome. Thank you. Uh, and A.G. Sulzberger, the chairman and publisher of the New York Times. Welcome.
1: I mean, we got to have somebody from the New York
10: Times. I mean, if it's. No, oh, yeah. it's not a
1: disinformation panel without
10: New York Times. I think we should start with you, A.G., talk from the newsroom.
1: Exactly. Let's start with the New York
10: Times. And then we'll work our way toward uh, some of the uh, political uh, parts of the conversation. Uh, How does this discussion of disinformation relate to
11: everything else happening here today in Davos?
1: (laughs) This is so hilarious Um, and meta.
11: Well, first, uh, thanks for having me as, as part of this conversation. As you can imagine, this is something I really care deeply about.
5: So I I think if you look at at,
11: um, this question of disinformation, I think it maps basically to every other major challenge that we are grappling with as a society, and particularly the most existential among them. So disinformation and and the broader set of misinformation, conspiracy, propaganda, clickbait. Because remember,
1: conspiracies don't actually exist. They're all fictional.
11: The the broader um, mix of bad information that's corrupting the information ecosystem. What it attacks is trust, (laughs) and once you see trust decline, uh, what you then see um, is uh, societies start to fracture, and so you see people fracture along tribal lines, and um, and uh, and And that immediately undermines pluralism. And you know the undermining of pluralism hmm. is probably the most dangerous thing that can happen to a democracy. So I really, I think if, if you know if you're <laughs> spending this week thinking about the health of democracies and democratic erosion, I think it's really important to work your way back up to where this starts.
10: And the term fake news and then disinformation—it was popularized six years ago. At this point, where are we today? Who We're- popularized it? Do
1: you, do you know? He doesn't know. This is them. <laughs>
10: You I mean where are we today? Wait, so, this was a, a, a hot, popular topic. Yeah. There was an awakening about it. The social networks felt pressure, but now where are we? And the question, Virginia, but where, where are we today?
11: Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, it's a great, uh, you know, and and to, to be clear, actually, terms like fake news and enemies of the people have been popularized cyclically in society mm-hmm. and in, in some of the most, you know, um, you know, repressive and dangerous moments. You know, Nazi Germany, Stalinist Russia, right? Um, so, um, so I think anytime we're hearing language like that applied to, you know, a free press, um, you know, or, or more broadly free expression, I think I think we should be um, really worried. Look, I, th- I think that there's there's um, there's no doubt, no doubt that society seems to have at some level accepted. How much the information ecosystem has been poisoned um, and um and I think it's gonna require real sustained effort from the platforms, from political leaders um, from business leaders, and from yes. consumers themselves to reject that. Jenny, how do you see this uh-
1: anyway, yeah, so I- <laughs> you should watch the whole thing <laughs> just for the laughs. Um, I listened to it in the shower, and I was just, like, arguing back and forth Brian <laughs> and the guy, that guy, AJ, who's just, or AG, whatever the fuck his name is. He was very happy to be there. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining us, and thank you so, gel- so, jelly so, so much, Shelly. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Shelly.
2: Sounds like it's bad El- for you.
0: Ellen Shelley,
6: <laughs> Ellen Shelley, Ellen Shelley is here to stay. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, yes, chemtrails is bad. We hate chemtrails as well.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very anti-chemtrail.
1: I'm not pro-geoengineering either. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate having so much engagement with this episode. It was a really special one, I think. Um, we all have to move on eventually and just live our lives. And that's me trying to do that tonight. Um, whether it worked or not, but, um, I'm hoping that I can put together all the sources I will try my best to do. So I might miss one. If I miss one, just tell me and I'll fix it. I fix everything that I can with the show. Um, but I really do appreciate you coming by Shelly and your show is amazing. Is it really Thank called brainworms? Are we really calling it that,
2: or, or I'm really is... ca- I'm really calling it post-apocalyptic brainworms?
1: That okay, that's a I'm better keeping it.
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to. It's still kind of hard for me to say it. It's just a mouthful, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm. It's getting easier.
1: <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So we're gonna be cut off in ten minutes if we don't get the fuck out of here. So give yeah. me your uh, your issue, your issues. Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there's way more than, t- I, that's way with more than 10 minutes. No, it's so. more than two
1: minutes <laughs> Give me your information <laughs> of, of what you're doing and when you're doing your things. Um,
2: you know. my, my pod podcast is the post the post apocalyptic brain worms. And that's Wednesday nights at 10 PM Eastern. And, um, I am the researcher for AM wake up on Rockman and rumble. And that's, uh, that's, uh, 10 AM to 1 PM Eastern and seven to 10 PM Pacific time, Monday through Friday.
1: Awesome. And, uh, stay tuned. Cause I did say at the beginning of the show and the middle of the show that I'm going to do an, a wef special kind of episode, WEF-centric, wef centric w e f world economic forum. If you're new here, um, on the YouTube. So check out YouTube at l latham is where I'm at there, and I'm also at l latham. Actually, I'm not at l latham. I'm at I'm at aka l latham. I believe I don't even know. Um, but we'll actually go over this video, this fucking video with. Stefan, Stefan Bensell trying to sell his fucking Moderna concoction, um, from January 18th, which is from the Straits times. Um, but I don't think they're actually involved in this. It's Euro news again. Fucking a the stupid bitch, uh, Sasha Bakulina from the world war in Europe, um, Session so this is the session state of the pandemic. I just watched that today So we'll discuss that a little more on that episode and we'll have visuals on that That'll be really fun for you guys if you want to come back uh, to my youtube for that. Let me just put it in the I shall put it in the um, the live stream chat here. Hold on for my uh, my channel I have. I'm two subscribers away from 200. So if you guys want to give me a a, a little subscribe subscribe subscribe, that would be really appreciated. Um, I just want to get to 200 and then I can go home. That's that's all I need. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> um, my last video it has 27 views from three weeks ago. It's called Moment of Silence. It did really well on Twitter though, um, but that's the whole fucking ridiculous january 6th anniversary thing with the moment of silence it was really stupid and rick overton was on one of my episodes recently of this podcast but it was not live and so you can check out a snippet on my channel there the youtube so please do check that out if you can And uh, subscribe to the Podbean if you can, both of our Podbean if you can. uh, Follow us, what have you. And uh, we really appreciate you coming to watch this. Watch this. (laughs) Listen to this. Goodness me. I need to go to bed. Anyway, they did kill our freedom. I don't know if we had it in the first place, though. That's the problem. Were we ever free if we could lose the freedom? That's the question. Things to think about. Thanks for joining us and you have a great night, guys, and a good tomorrow wherever you are. I'm gonna good have Night a everyone. <laughs> night, John <laughs> Love Boy. You all. Night, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I should do something to to play us out. Hold
5: on.
1: <clears throat> Let's end with uh, the p- clear and present danger ending of this little conference uh, with them. So I would love to have them just like cut off by the stream, that'd be hilarious. So let's go ahead.
11: (laughs) ...are facing real regulatory pressure. So that's that's a hard thing for them to do, but I, I, I have a hard time seeing how we solve it, you know, just on the demand side without addressing some of the supply side. Last
6: well, 30 seconds, final thought. Just, just two sentences, one on Finland. Finland uh, shows uh, that there is the smallest impact of disinformation on the society, and at the same time, they are introducing the most intense educational program. Uh, it's a paradox. So, mm-hmm. but, but in almost all the member states, they are doing a similar thing. Also, the EU is funding, so this is covering young generation, and it, interestingly, In Finland, in Ireland, in several other member states, they started uh, the programs uh, for the elderly people in the public libraries to teach them how to differentiate, how to use, how to search for the trustworthy sources and so on. It's, it's. I think that uh, we, we still have some some possibilities
5: uh, to be creative. Um, I just put in one word, final word from me is just like going back to the, where we first started, that this is all about trust. It's really about trust and trust is so easy to erode so easy to lose and it's really difficult to rebuild but that's what we need to do and it's going to be hard and it's going to be every day and it's going to be everyone in this room practically we have to rebuild the trust in information and be good communicators um, and step by step to
10: get there but it is a topic where we can all actually make a difference every single person you know actually indeed thank you to our organizers today and thank you to our panelists
11: And now me let me